Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Zone Blitz. As always, I'm Vince Miller, joined by my co-host Ashton Overholt. Ashton, first of all, how are you doing personally? <laughs> I'm I'm okay. Um, you know, 29 game winning streak uh, snapped. It it was going to happen at some point. Um, I will say, why does it have to be them? Like, why does it have to be them that we lose to? I'd rather lose to almost anyone else. Um, the SEC championship still means a lot um, to me and mm-hmm. to Georgia fans. It's a big deal to those of us um, that, especially those of us that live here, SEC championships mean almost as much as an, as, as a national title, like really close. Mm-hmm. And, and it, that was painful to lose. Um, yeah. I don't know. Alabama super physical. Like I, yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> not great. I guess if you're, if you want the, the, um, the answer as to how I'm doing, not, not fantastic. Sure. Well, we will get into some of those conference title games later. I might timestamp those for you guys listening if you want to skip around. But we just got to start kind of at the, the most important college football news of, of the last few days. That's, of course, the college football playoff committee um, and their decision for the college football playoff. So the top four seeds, uh, Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama. And then five is Florida State, six is Georgia. Um, Ashton, you and I haven't really talked much about this before recording, so we we haven't planned out our thoughts. But I, is it fair to say we both disagreed with the decision by the committee? This one, um, I, I've been upset at committees before, but I honestly I felt like they almost always got it right at the end of the season. They almost always got it right no matter what they did you know in the first ranking or the second ranking by the time conference championships ended it was usually correct or close to it and um yes we i i had all kinds of issues um with with what happened on on sunday this is this is tuesday night they're recording i've been sick but we weren't able to, to record our normal monday um night podcast so it's tuesday night when we're recording but so I've had a little bit of time to sit there and think about it, and I'm still upset. Like, I was upset most of the day Sunday, most of the day Monday, and, like, even today I'm still, like, like how could you – like, what must Florida State do to get in? The, the games, it felt like what they did was invalid, and it 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 felt it felt rigged. It did. And, and, and you can, we we can, we can argue as to, you know, if it really was or not, it felt like it was. Um, And yeah, it felt like it was very much a brand bias, a a conference bias. I'm an sec guy. And it felt like it was conference bias. Um, I I disagreed with it strongly when I I actually, I actually started celebrating when I saw Alabama's first, because I thought they were going to put Alabama in the five spot because they went one, two, three, and then they went six at Georgia, which is like, I knew we'd be there. And then they, they showed the next emblem that popped up was, was Alabama. It's like, they're putting him at five. And then it was like, no, they're, they're going to four. And then, yeah. And, and it, I, yeah, it was tough. Anyway, I'm done. What do you, what do you think? No, I, I agree. I, I've, the closest I've had to an issue with the final ranking from the committee was the first year when TCU dropped from three to six after crushing 
I think it was Iowa State, like 49 to three or something ridiculous. Um, right. But oh, they jumped in Ohio State, who had beat Wisconsin 59 to zero, and they went on to win the national title. So, you know, it was very defensible. In hindsight, it worked out perfectly. That wasn't that big of a deal. This is just so much worse. Like this is this is the one time I think you can definitively say the committee got it wrong. And they didn't get it wrong if you're talking about like if if you want if you want the most competitive playoff, then sure. Yeah, we all we all know that Alabama is probably a better team than Florida State and Alabama Michigan will probably be a better game than 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 what we would have gotten. Although I I will say this too, the choice is not Michigan playing Alabama or Florida State. In my mind, the choice was Michigan playing Texas and Washington playing Florida State, which I think that would have given us an excellent playoff. Yeah. And man, I I just hate it so much. The fact that you go undefeated in a Power 5 conference Right. Actually, challenge yourself in the non-conference. They they Correct. played LSU, who they Correct. crushed in week one. And neutral then, site, yeah. And at a neutral site, they were the underdog, and they crushed LSU. And then finishing the season against Florida, who, I mean, that was their whole season was that game, and they still beat Florida at the swamp. At the swamp, it's just terrible. You, I'm sure they would have been in if Jordan Travis was healthy, like. Probably, but okay. you cannot, you cannot say, well, because we saw the third stringer, Brock Glenn, he didn't play very well. That's right. not even the guy who would have been playing in the playoff. Like, right. He wasn't even their backup who had a concussion from the right. Florida game. Right. We don't even know what Florida State would have looked like with Tate Rodemaker at quarterback. You cannot make the assumption. For all we know, Tate Rodemaker is a very capable <clears throat> backup. You just it's you're making assumptions that are just wrong. Like you, you just cannot make those assumptions. You have you have an undefeated power five team. They need to be in. It's not like we're talking about some dominant one loss team either. Like Alabama did right, not have right. a great season. Correct. By Alabama standards. This is the worst Alabama team, arguably, since 2007. They had Damn. narrow escapes against USF, Arkansas, and yes. Auburn one week ago. It's not like they lost to Texas and then got their act together and have been wiping the floor with everyone ever since then. No. Right. They've been struggling since then, too, including one week earlier needing a fourth and 31 to beat a six-win Auburn team. Make it make sense, Ashton. It it was disingenuous um, how they tabled the, the, the discussion that if Travis um, doesn't get hurt, right, Florida State's still in there. And they all said this. This this is Herb Street. He recorded a video, put it out on Twitter. Um, he's been, I mean, just roundly criticized for it. It's, yeah, people are not happy with it. But he, he explained that, you know, if J.J. McCarthy was hurt, or yeah, if if Penix was hurt at Washington, we would view those teams differently. There's no chance they leave Michigan out of the playoff if JJ McCarthy is hurt. No right. shot, none at right. all. And and to be fair, JJ McCarthy has not put up better numbers than Florida State's combination of quarterbacks the last three weeks since yeah. since um, since um, uh, Jordan Travis went down. The the stats have been the same. JJ McCarthy has not been that good. The quarterback play has been almost identical. So. I, I don't 
I don't get it. If you want me to try to figure it out for you, I I don't think I have a great answer. It it felt like the sanctity of college football got ruined a little bit. And does that make me sound naive? Sure. Like, it, it, yeah. Am I just kind of a, a bit of a romantic about, you know, how things used to be? Um, pro- probably. Sure. I, I'll, I'll put my hand up and admit that. This it felt like a ratings grab. It felt like yes. someone someone made a call. Someone needed something done. And suddenly the committee changed their minds. Um, that's what it felt like. The betting markets would also reflect that. Um, I, I I think I think ESPN was setting the table for Florida State getting left out even without the Jordan Travis stuff. I there was there's a there's a great video of of game day. Um, this is the the morning before Travis got hurt, right? Um, th- where they had all the guys out there on set. So that inc- includes Herbie, it includes Reese Davis, right? Like the one of the main guys um, on the selection show. And they both said that, you know, and they had this exact scenario mapped out on a screen, like who would get left out. And they they were already pointing to Florida State. Herb Street was pointing to Florida State. This is before Travis got hurt, not after. So they they were they were planning on doing this for a while. It was absolutely intentional. And it felt like there was a narrative being pushed out there, um, a pro SEC narrative. And again, I'm an SEC guy and argue vehemently for my conference. I'm one of those guys, like the guys chanting SEC, SEC um, in the bowl games. I, I am that guy. Um, and this was wrong. This was this was blatantly wrong. The ACC has a winning a winning record against the SEC this year. Um, I don't have a whole lot. Yeah. For you. Um, FSU played two SEC, SEC teams and, and beat them both uh, badly. So. Mm. Yeah, I, I'll just we'll just leave it there. I, I I was very upset. Like I, it's something that's going to stick with me for a while. I think there was I think there was more going on there than what everyone is admitting, and I think it's going to affect public perception of ESPN of those analysts that have come out and defended this decision. In which there's been many, there's yes. been many big names that have come out and defended this, and and they laughed at the people that said that this was wrong. They laughed at the analysts that said that it was wrong, and that that was offensive. I think because to to those of us that are, are are college football fans and have been for a really long time and don't have any stake in the game, we don't have any money in the game. We we don't we don't care how much someone gets paid. We just want to see the correct teams get in, and 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 Florida State as an as an undefeated Power Five champ absolutely should have been in. Agree, hundred percent. You touched on something there. It felt like it was crafted for ratings. I've never actually felt that before. <clears throat> I mean, we've seen, we've seen right. some, we, so there's all this all <clears throat> this debate for years and years and years about best versus most deserving. And sure. they always claim that it's the best. They're, they're trying to put the four best teams in. And that's right. always been disingenuous because we all know it's bull crap. And they've always put the four right. most deserving teams in as they should. Like, if you right. look back at the history of the playoff, it's always been the most deserving teams. And that's, Honestly, that's what you should do. If you're going for the four best teams, you would just call up Vegas and say, who are your four highest rated teams? And that's what correct. You do. And correct. if you want to try to defend the committee by saying, well, they went with the four best teams. They absolutely did not. If no. they were going for the four best teams, Georgia would still be the one seed. Right. Quite frank, Washington would not be in the playoff. Probably not. Uh, power ratings right now would still rank Oregon higher than Washington. And Washington beat Oregon twice on the field and absolutely should be ranked higher than Oregon. Like that's just simply 
there's a, there's power rankings out there that would have Georgia above Alabama and Alabama above Texas. And that's not right. the way it played out on the field. Texas right. beat Alabama who beat Georgia. Like, and by the way, if they were truly going by best as they claim, they would not have ranked Georgia behind Florida state. They, they put Florida state neatly right in between Alabama and Georgia just blatantly showing that no, this was all about creating a competitive playoff field, right? Because they right. want the best possible matchups in the playoff. This was for ratings. This was not for the best four teams. This was not right. for the four most deserving teams. And props to them for the previous years in the playoff actually getting the four most deserving teams. This year, they went for the best ratings. Well, and you bring up a good point too, because like we talk about the argument best or most deserving and it felt like the committee got neither one this year. Like we didn't jump all in on the, on the best, which would have included Georgia because the Georgia point is fascinating how you have them at six um, and yeah. And Florida state at, at five. So, and they didn't get the most deserving in which Florida state clearly would have been in there and you would have went probably Florida state at three, even um, you could argue maybe even as high as two. So you could yeah, argue th- one, honestly, you could right? fair enough. The, the, the other point, well, there, there's so many, there's so many angles to this. And, and <laughs> I, I, I was not that guy. Um, there, there are some absolute tinfoil hat types um, in this college football world that, that we live in um, that believe that, that the whole, that this thing has been fabricated from the beginning and all of it's just a, you know, a ploy. It's just a big TV show, it's just a reality show really. And it ends up with an invitational tournament. Mm. Um, and I always kind of pushed back on that because if it is, why put Cincinnati in, you know, mm-hmm. two years ago and TCU from last year, yep. were they better than Alabama last year? No, probably not. Alabama was probably a better football team than, than um, TCU was. And people use that TCU argument as to that's why you shouldn't put Florida state in. But I want to remind everyone, TCU won a playoff game. Mm-hmm. They were large underdogs to Michigan. And we would say this year that that undefeated TCU team, well, actually they even had one loss. We would have said that that TCU team would not deserve to go in because they could not compete with Michigan. We would use that argument. TCU beat Michigan last year. Right. That is the, that's the point of playing these games. We had just, you know, this, this past weekend, we had Washington, uh, was it a nine and a half point dog um, at, at Oregon in in the mm-hmm. in the the Pac-12 uh, championship game, and they won outright, and they were up twenty to three in the like the first half. They deserved to win. That was not a fluke. They've done that twice now. Like that's why you play these games. Like matchups matter, man. Like mm-hmm. the 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 emotions, the the momentum. Like there's so many things. The ball isn't round. The ball's oblong. It bounces funny ways. That's the point. Like yeah. we want to see these games happen and, and maybe Florida state does go in and get absolutely blitzed, um, you know, by, you know, Texas or wh- whoever we, we would match them up with. Um, I guess you'd probably, they probably would have matched up with Michigan. Maybe, maybe they do get blitzed by Michigan, um, but they still would have deserved to be in there. They, yes. they deserve to be in there. It was an injustice. Um, and, and all of the people that are, are fake pearl clutching, um, out there saying that you know it's it's extremely unfortunate and unique. I think those were the two words that they they kept going back to again and again. Um, like the Jordan Travis injury, it was so unfortunate. They were planning on this before. They used that injury as an excuse to drop Florida State. That's the, the I don't see any other way around that. I think that's absolutely true. You you might be right. Uh, just 
what's frust- what's so frustrating about it is that they've gotten it right every other year. Like right. they yeah. have gone to the most deserving every other year. And you could argue you know, one one or two years here or there, like if they got it quite right about who was actually more deserving, but clearly that's what they were going for. Clearly they were going for who's the most deserving every other year until we get to this year. And it, it would be one thing if Florida State had scheduled three horrible non-conference opponents, had not right. challenged themselves in the non-conference. Maybe right. they miss Clemson in the ACC and – and like maybe the best ACC team they play is like an eight win team and they win all their games by four points and just scratch by. And it's very clear. They're not a great team. And in the meantime, you have Alabama challenging themselves, in the non-conference losing by losing by whatever to Texas and crushing everyone in the sec beating Georgia by 20 points in the sec championship game. I guess I could kind of understand that. Like, I, I guess I could understand that because you could argue they're more deserving. Yeah. This is not that. This is a Florida State team that challenged themselves in the non-conference. They beat Clemson, who was supposed to be the other power in the ACC. Right. And Yeah, I mean, they were a two-and-a-half-point favorite against Louisville in the ACC championship game, and they beat them by – 10 like they outperformed Vegas's expectations for them in their conference title game you can argue they would have the second best defense in the playoff maybe the best like the point about JJ McCarthy's stats not being all that different from Florida State's the last couple weeks if you want to compare those two teams their defense has been about as good as Michigan's the last couple weeks too like right this team uh, yeah, we know they would probably be a 10-point underdog <clears throat> against Michigan. Or they, Honestly, they should be the three-seed, which means they'd be playing Washington, and they would probably be about a four-point underdog. They would be an underdog, but they wouldn't be out of their element. And we've seen plenty of teams yeah. be out of their element in the playoff. We saw Michigan State completely fail to score any points. Yeah. We, I mean, we have we saw Cincinnati. We've, we've seen a lot of teams get blown out of the playoff. That's fine. They earned their way there. And it it kind of feels like what you were talking about with TCU. Last year, TCU goes to the title game. They lose 65-7. to seven, And I'm right. sure a lot of folks, a lot of TV executives were not super thrilled about that matchup. And it felt like this year they were just trying to avoid that. Fair enough. And I think to that argument, I just keep pointing back to the semifinal games which were both fantastic sure. last year. And, and again, exactly. TCU won. Like th- those games do have to matter. Um, and, and it felt like this is a step towards the games mattering less. The games maybe not even mattering at all in Florida State's case. Florida State was eliminated from playoff contention when they kicked off. They just didn't know it yet. When they kicked off in September, they nothing they did was going to get them over the hump. And yeah. That that is very sad. That, that that is it's kind of ridiculous when you think that they played Florida State at a neutral site, Florida. I mean, sorry, they played um, LSU um, at a neutral site, Florida on the road, Clemson on the road, mm-hmm. won all of those games. Like that, yeah, that's a great resume. That is those are those are tough teams to beat historically, especially um, when you're not when Florida State's not playing at their place and they have to go on the road or at a neutral site to do that. So, I I have a lot of respect for for the Florida State team. Do I think Florida State is one of the four best, quote-unquote, best teams? No, I don't. So what? Like, that yeah. that's – it's supposed to be – it's it's supposed to be earned. 
Um, and I, I think bias had a bit to do with it because the best can feel subjective at times. We were certain that Oregon was a better football team than Washington. We were absolutely positive until they played the, the games and then we realized they weren't. So, yeah, I uh, we, we have to end this conversation at some point. Yeah. But this is the 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 single most frustrating event that I have ever witnessed in my in, in the history of me being a sports fan since I was five. Like th- this, it's it's an injustice what happened. Someone compared it to figure skating. Um, it feels kind of like that. Like someone goes out and performs, and the judges just come up with random numbers and throw them out there. Yeah. And that's that's what it felt like. Um, there needs to be change. Um, I think there needs to be change at ESPN. Um, the, the analysts need to bear some responsibility for this because they set that narrative. Um, they set it. They set that narrative weeks prior. Weeks prior. Well, I'm not a huge fan of the 12-team playoff that's coming next year, but the bright spot right. is that they will not be able to screw it up this badly ever again. All right. Um, so, yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, we should kind of go over those conference championship games. Um, feels a bit anticlimactic. <laughs> but, um, yeah, let's just breeze through them a little bit. Friday night, Liberty uh, beat <clears throat> New Mexico State 49-35. to Washington beat Oregon 34 to 31. Didn't feel that close. Like you mentioned, they were up 17 points. Um, what were your takeaways from the Pac-12 title game? Dude, that game feels like forever ago. I know. Like, it doesn't does. it? <laughs> Holy cow. It was just on Friday night. It's not that long ago, but it felt like, I mean, just a lifetime ago. So um, I I was impressed with Washington's physicality. Um, their their ability not just to throw the ball, but to run the ball as well and, and yes. maintain balance, I thought was incredible because Oregon has legit dudes. Like we weren't wrong to be impressed by Oregon. Um, I think we under we undervalued what Washington has in the trenches. Um, that's kind of where I came, yeah, away from it. Washington, you talk about a team that is undefeated. Um, and they in kind of they had their this was their big game right against Oregon, but due to all the chaos that happened on Saturday and Sunday, and even like spilling over into Monday and today, no one even talks about that Washington team. Like they are so overlooked for being, I mean, a, a championship contender. They're they're just they're just sliding under the radar, and I I think that's that's kind of interesting too. A kind of an interesting point. Texas is a favorite um, against them. And I mean, maybe rightly so, but yeah, I was impressed with Washington. Their physicality was, was um, it, it jumped off to me. For sure. Dylan Johnson, 152 rushing yards and two touchdowns. Great game by him. He was running hard. And honestly, just the fact that like Jalen McMillan was healthy again for, I think mm-hmm. for the first time in a while, they had all three of a Dunze McMillan and, and Polk yeah. um, healthy and, Man, when you put three NFL receivers on the field at the yeah. same time with an NFL quarterback throwing them the ball, that's a little different in college. Like, you don't see that all the time. And, you know, early in the year, you heard some comparisons to, like, 2019 LSU. They're not 2019 LSU, but right. that passing game, I think on any given day, they can beat anybody in the country. I I, I would not pick them to win the title. I don't expect that to happen, but – Washington, hey, they're as dangerous as anybody. Kalen DeBoer has done an incredible job as their head coach. Can't say can't say enough about the job he's done and the and what their offense can do when they're rolling. So yeah, I, I don't have a whole lot else to talk about on that game, but I was just really impressed by Washington. 
I, I think with you mentioned the receivers for Washington and how like with with McMillan back healthy um, and with Odunze and Polk, that's a matchup problem, especially when like if Penix is spinning it well and he was throwing better um, again in that Oregon game than he had uh, previously, you know, in previous weeks. He was definitely spinning the ball better. Um, I think there was kind of rumors out there that he might have been a little nicked up in yeah in kind of in the in the couple of weeks prior and maybe that's why his stats weren't as 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 good um but he does look starting to look healthy again he's going to have a nice break they're going to be a matchup problem for texas on the edges like in 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 the secondary i think they have a real chance especially if they can have just a little bit of balance um with with the run they have a real matchup problem with those receivers yeah that's a great point sure all right getting into saturday Miami, Ohio wins the Mac against Toledo, 23 to 14. Uh, good showing by them. Uh, Chuck Martin has been there for a long time and just has gotten that program doing good things. Um, into the Big 12, speaking of Texas, they demolished Oklahoma State 49-21. Didn't feel that close. Like, I was actually fairly impressed by Oklahoma State in the first half as far as just they were able to string some drives together and, and score points every every time it felt like Texas was just stomping in their throat. And, I mean, they couldn't stop Texas. Texas's offense, especially the first half, they they felt inevitable. Um, yeah. Didn't matter yeah. what they were doing, passing the ball, running the ball. I was just really impressed by this Texas team. They have maybe the most complete offense in the country. <coughs> I complete i would have said that maybe before the running back went down um but yeah it i mean i can't really argue with you they they looked fantastic um they had an an, an early um well no sorry late first half they had an interception but prior to that it was just touchdown 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 touch every single time um they were they were just rolling down the field um ewards looked good he looked he looked really good texas is interesting like Texas will like that Texas Washington game. I, there, it's not going to get as much hype as Michigan Alabama. I might be more interested to watch Washington Texas yes. um, than 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 the other one. So yeah, it's these are two really good teams, and I would kind of like I would be very okay with either of those two teams winning the title. Like I have Absolutely. nothing against either one. I'd be excited for either team to win to win a championship. I think America will be rooting for the winner of that game in the title game. <laughs> no <laughs> like, doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. That, that's going to be so much fun. I, I hope it lives up to what we see the potential there because that, that could be an absolutely thrilling game. Um, Mountain West Boise state beats UNLV 44 to 20. Uh, expect that guy. I, I don't know if they announced it yet, but the interim coach, I think he, he's going to get the full-time job. Good job by him. Um, turning around a season after they fire their coach halfway through the year. All right, Ashley, we got to talk about the SEC title game. Alabama beats Georgia 27-24. Uh, a lot we could go here. I mean, a lot of places we could go. Um, you want me to start or you want to go? <laughs> why don't you go first? Yeah, why don't you go first? Yeah. I. In a lot of ways, the game was – it's it's almost like horrible for me to say this it almost failed to live up to my expectations for the game and right. i say that despite it being a three-point game i kept waiting for georgia to make that one stop to get the ball back in the fourth quarter with a chance to go ahead and they just couldn't 
do it. I, right. I, I was I was a little bit underwhelmed by by Georgia's defense, especially in the fourth quarter when it felt like they had every opportunity. When their offense finally got going, it felt like they had multiple chances to get a three and out and get the ball back to Carson Beck and the offense with a chance to win the game. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure you haven't quit thinking about this since then, but the the catch at the end of the first half. The so-called catch, I guess you could say, by Isaiah Bond on on fourth down. Yeah, I, I just don't know how they don't review that. Like that was pretty clearly to me not a catch, and that yes. very well could have changed the outcome of the game. You never know what what happens. I mean, what do they say? The hummingbird effect. Like you never know what what could transpire after that. We don't know, but you, <clears throat> you, you obviously you would like Georgia's chances to have won that game considerably more if that catch is overturned um give credit i guess to alabama they like they played pretty well they're, i thought their defense played pretty well especially yeah. the first half like they really shut down georgia's offense um yeah it it just felt like a fairly evenly matched game and one of the team <laughs> so cliche but one of the teams had to win and, and alabama won the, I think there's going to be maybe a, a, well, no, there is, there is a perception out there that the way to beat Georgia is to have a bunch of good receivers and a really good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if you have a bunch of NFL receivers and an NFL quarterback and a good offensive line, you can take this, this defense apart. And to that, I say, well, yeah, I mean, they're a bunch of NFL players, like, of course, no kidding. Alabama beat Georgia in a way that only Alabama can do. I don't think there's anyone else. Alabama challenged Georgia to a physical football game. Kirby absolutely accepted the invitation. Um, He, he, he was all into that. And and like, we aren't throwing deep. We will run the ball. Like there is a fundamental belief with, with both Nick and Kirby that at our core, we will gain four yards a carry on the ground. We will do that. And the team that will do that better will win. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it was an old school game. Georgia had better weapons. I, I honestly think Georgia has a better quarterback. I know Milrow gets a, yeah. gets a ton of credit, but Carson Beck over, over the course of the year has been far more consistent um, and it has not made nearly as many bad decisions. Um, he didn't play fantastic in this game, and that's for yeah, that's for another time. But <clears throat> Alabama was able to stop Georgia from gaining that four-yard run on first down. Yeah, they were. They were able to force Georgia into second and eight um, a lot, and and from from then on, like then they got Georgia behind the chains. And so I think you have to give a tremendous amount of credit to the Alabama defensive line. Mm-hmm. Their, their edge rushers in particular, and those safeties. The safeties came flying down in run support regularly. Caleb Downs was all over the place. Um, I the the cornerbacks for Alabama straight up mugged receivers all night long, yeah. and they they got called a couple of times. Most of the times they did not get called. That's kind of like that's kind of what you're in for when you play Alabama. Like you're not going to get all those calls when you play them. Um, they're going to just mug you every time. And sometimes they'll, sometimes we'll, we'll throw a flag, but for the most part, we're not going to that. That is what it is. Um, I, I was impressed with, with 
Alabama's ability to go back to being that physical Bama team because right. I honestly thought that they had lost that. I thought that was gone. Um, we had the days of Tua, of, of Mac Jones. Steve Sarkeesian was the play caller there, right? Like you, that was a more finesse team. Um, this here is not that team. This Alabama is not going to be able just to throw the ball all over you. They're not right. They're going to try to run the ball right at you and play really, really good defense. And I didn't know, I didn't know if they were going to be able just to get that back. And they did. They out Georgia, Georgia. Um, and I have full respect for them. Like that was a win. Alabama deserved to win that football game. Um, because again, Georgia and Alabama, both at their core, well, Nick, Nick and Kirby, like particularly like those, those coaches, they come from like that mindset's the same is that we will, we're going to run and, and the throw is that's, that's an extra thing, but we start with the run and, sure. um, and, and Alabama did a great job of stopping it. So they, they pushed Georgia around. Um, it, I hadn't seen that in so long, man. It is. It's been so long since Georgia got pushed around in any game <laughs> of any kind. Um, it's been just forever. It's it's a 29 game win streak. It like Georgia hasn't lost in so long. Um, it's a rough one to lose too, because like you could have lost, you know, two weeks ago or three weeks ago, I guess, um, you know, at Tennessee and and been fine. You know, if you come back and, and beat beat Bama and you're you're going to the playoff, but it's not the the winning streak snaps here and you're left out of everything and you don't get any no trophies, nothing, um, and and that sucks. Uh, Georgia went, went back to back. I think it's a run that is, I, I don't know if it'll be duplicated. I really don't, not with this, with the extended playoff. I think it's going to be harder um, to, to repeat as, as champs. Um, and, and yeah, Georgia was the only team that actually did it in the CFP era too. So it's not easy there either. So I think, yeah, I think you have, it's closing the book on that, closing the book on a great run. Um, the This has been by far the best two year stretch that, that this Georgia fan has ever seen, maybe ever will see. Um, yeah. I, and you just have to, you have to just accept it. Um, and, and cause you knew it was going to end at some point and, and it sucks that it had to end to Alabama. It really does. That's not fun. Yeah. Okay. SMU beats Tulane 26 to 14 in the AAC championship game. Troy beat app in the Sunbelt championship game, 49 to 23. Florida State beat Louisville 16 to 6. We kind of touched on that game already, but uh do you have any other thoughts on on the Florida State Louisville result? The the Florida State defensive line is legitimate. Like there's yeah. multiple guys on that defensive line that would start Fisk in, was nuts um, Not just him, there's Jared Verse, is yes. it um Pat Payton? He was all over the place. They have a bunch of guys that were I mean it was like a race to get to the quarterback. Um, yep. Those guys were destroying up front tackles for loss and sacks. Um, yeah, I was really impressed with their defensive line. That's yeah, it, that would have been fun to see against, you know, maybe like a Washington team, see Penix back there and like who can win, um, you know, if Florida State gets to Penix a lot, you know, like say they play Washington, right? Like say they get to Penix, suddenly that becomes a game that Florida State can easily uh, contend in, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I was impressed with them. They did not have much offense as far as, far as throwing. Um yeah, they they were good running the ball, but they they really didn't have much um, just as far as throwing anything downfield. Yep, Michigan beat Iowa in the Big Ten title game, twenty six to zero. About what everyone expected, Michigan didn't need to show anything on offense. Iowa couldn't do anything. Michigan had two offensive uh, touchdown drives of five yards and six yards. So, um, is there anything else you got on this game? 
the game was over when when Michigan went ahead by three points, right? Yeah, like exactly. that game. That that game was over. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. Just to recap, I guess, um, if we go to our locks of the week, um, obviously we don't have any new picks this week um, because no more football. But to recap last week, um, you weren't one or no. You had Florida State. And I – sorry, I need to figure this out. I had Texas minus 14.5, covered that. Also covered Florida State with you. I had the Louisville-Florida State under 49. I had – the Iowa under seven and a half. And then my losses were the Georgia minus five and a half and the Michigan first half minus 12 and a half. So good week for the pod. Um, really had a, a great week wrapping up a strong season. Okay. That's it for our pod this week. Thanks everybody for listening. Um, not exactly sure when we'll come back and, and record another episode, nothing planned for next week at this moment, but we will wait and see what happens. Obviously, but we both have, plans throughout christmas and new year's and all that so could be a little touch and go to see when we get back to to record another podcast for you all but um yeah thanks for listening have a great week and merry christmas and god bless you all